Hello, this is Divya Arthini. Hope you're all doing well and staying safe. Uh, today's episode is going to be all about SEO and blogging. And I have a dear friend of mine with me, Abhilash Menon, who will be providing us some really good tips on SEO. Abhilash is also an ex-colleague of mine. We both have worked together at Kaseya, an IT management solutions company. He's a content creator and a strategist. Uh, he, uh, Abhilash has more than six years of experience in marketing. I would like Abhilash to introduce himself and talk a bit about how and why he chose a career in content marketing. Over to you, over to you Abhilash. Hey, Divya. So, <laughs> thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a while since we met, so thank you. Uh, so, this is my first podcast, so if I do screw up, please um, forgive me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so... I uh, just, uh, you know, make it as simple as possible. I uh, I love writing. It's always, it's been my first love. Uh, you know, I do tweak that statement when my wife is around. But, uh, <laughs> but what, yes, what do you tell I, 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 I say that writing was my first love before I met her. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saves me all the time. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I, you know, I always loved the world of marketing, you know, advertising, the whole works. Um, it's always like the world I wanted to be a part of. And, you know, I got my foot in the door, as I would say, uh, starting as a copywriter uh, for an ad agency. And it was basically, I mean, it was a good starting ground because I kind of wrote everything like I wrote everything from spas uh, automobiles uh, into in fact cow milk so that was uh, kind of fun but in that process I kind of also quickly realized that you know writing on technology somehow uh, I really enjoyed and had a good knack for it you know it you know I, I you know I kind of figured out that this is something I was, it was very easy for me to grasp. So uh, when like I got a chance to work for a SaaS company, um, that's kind of, I switched to a SaaS company and that's kind of where I started to like dabble into the real world of content marketing, you know, in a very B2B SaaS, uh, you know, enterprise. So that was kind of the uh, ground for me to, train myself about say writing on technology and writing specifically for a North American B2B SaaS, uh, you know, uh, audience. So, uh, from, you know, there are, there on, I kind of moved it to Kaseya and I would say today I pretty much write everything, uh, technology, uh, with specialization in the SaaS and enterprise security space, uh, cause that's kind of been my, um, specialization of for quite a few uh, for some time um you know so i mean to break i mean the way i kind of jokingly always say about my career is like you know i found writing on sas more rewarding than writing on spas so i that's pretty much it so writing on tech is basically what i enjoy and i've been doing that for so many years and probably will keep doing it moving forward so yeah that's, that's good to know. Yeah. I like writing as well in 
uh, we've had some good times, right? Okay, so Avilash, uh, in my previous episodes, um, I talked a bit about uh, blogging, how to increase blog views and certain blogging challenges that people face and how to solve these. How important would you say uh, is search engine optimization, also called as SEO, for blogging? So I think uh, it depends, first of all, on what stage uh, I would say your blog channel is. So let's assume that you're a blog channel which lacks visibility. You're not a matured, as we say, you're not a matured blog channel. Uh, you maybe a blog channel that's starting out. We've seen a lot of times companies, big companies, a lot of times do not have a good blog, uh, you know, blog channel. So the way we say it, it, it doesn't matter if the company has resources. At that point, the, their blog channel is uh, at its native stage or it's it's a growing uh, channel. So irrespective of the fact, if you do not have a blog uh, or you have a native blog or, uh, sorry, not a native blog, but a primitive blog channel, which is kind of, you know, uh, not, there's not much action on it. You could be pretty sure there's not much visibility on it. I mean, you don't, if you don't have a blog, you probably wouldn't have a traffic on it. So let's assume uh, SEO is, in that case, SEO is like sacrosanct for blog channels that lack visibility. So what I mean by that is that SEO should be your one and all uh, when it comes to uh, devising a plan for your blogs. So take SEO as your filter to choose topics. Now what happens, and, and, and I would say I've, and I, I've, I've done this in the past, uh, we do get, as writers, get very passionate about certain topics that we think, oh, this is interesting to us, and maybe we can write about this, and, you know, uh, but that's not really how it works. You know, that's where SEO kind of keeps you grounded. So if there is a topic and you see there is a SEO viability to it, then go for it. Otherwise, scrap it. Uh, and it's a difficult one. If it doesn't, you know, if it's a topic that you really love and if it doesn't have SEO viability, because it's a very good way of showing how far off you are from your audience taste. Right, so you have to always remember that you're writing for your audience, not for yourself, and it's it's a slippery slope. So it has to do more less. So the way I I would suggest people going with uh, people who are just starting out blog channels and they want traffic, uh, make SEO as your filter. Like that should be. All your topics should go through them and see if it is SEO viable. If it isn't, keep it on the, I'm not saying scrap it, maybe keep it on the side. Once you do have a nice healthy traffic, maybe you can come back to that topic. Uh, in most cases, do not uh, follow with that. Always pick the ones that have a, a better SEO because you're going to, when you're going to see the results, you're going to understand, oh, this is why it works. So, you know, don't be a romantic be tactical when you come to your SEO. So that's what I'm going to tell writers and marketers that always keep be very objective. And SEO is a very good way of being objective uh, about what your audience wants and kind of give them that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So I'm going to ask you something that is not in the script. Um, 
this is a question just as you were talking that I just came to my mind. So, uh, for example, if uh, people have, for example, as a marketer, like I've begun, I've begun writing blogs like in the month of January. Okay. And uh, I did not uh, use any keyword. I did not do any keyword research and I've been writing blogs for some time. Uh, and I want to, uh, you know, after, after a few months, I want to start doing this keyword research. I want to implement SEO on the website or on the blogs. So what do you say what the process would be for those uh, marketers? So again, um, um, I would say first pick the words uh, that are, first of all, words that you've heard. Uh, I always say go back to people. Uh, a lot of times what happens is people go back to tools to figure out what the keywords are, right? I would say go to your sales guys, go to your product managers, go to your product marketing managers. Obviously, this is a B2B tech. And figure out what are the words that are thrown around in the conversations they have with customers, uh, their interactions and events, and so forth and so on. From there on, pick those words and do MSU research on them. Um, uh, you would, uh, in that case, go for keywords, which I would say... Um, are in abundance with the more popular ones. I mean, I can go more technical uh, on how to kind of uh, bifurcate. I think we can go on the next question and I can break that down more specifically how to go technically on it. But the idea is, yeah, so you kind of figure out those words and then put them up. Uh, you can create those through campaigns and first you can have blogs. You can probably have an entire marketing campaign around it. As for websites, Websites are a little more, uh, you got to be a little more careful because they're going to be there for much, you know, a longer time. So you want to pick up keywords which are more generalistic rather than very specific. Uh, so again, from industry to industry, it depends, you know. Uh, I have had to give an example. Uh, I would say for, uh, for SaaS, uh, I remember the SaaS company that I worked for, uh, we figured that uh, one of the words that uh, are kind of thrown around is uh, called team collaboration software. What we used to use was a, uh, I think, um, something around the lines of uh, Google, uh, Google team software, something like that. They had a different term. And later on, we realized that essentially what people are looking for are something around Google team collaboration software. So, it's a generalistic term, but it really worked into the into our product because that's what the product was essentially. So the website one you have to do, it is a much more, you, you know, it doesn't go away. It's going to be the crux, the foundation of your entire brand and all your content. So with the website one, be more, uh, I would say, scrutinize uh, uh, what words you want your product to be associated with because uh, chances are you might think those words describe your product, but a lot of times the words should describe how it benefits the customer. You know, it's not about, uh, I would say, the function. It's more about the benefit you can throw because that's really what customers really care. How does you know, this product or your service benefit me? So if you can express that through a few words, on your website, then that's a success. But yeah, that takes a lot of 
uh, time and research and a lot of discussions. So yeah, but be much more scrutinize that a lot more and keep doing it. It's a work in progress. The more you mature as a company, as a brand, that keyword and that foundation is going to change uh, for the better. Yeah, yeah. So do I uh, go back to the blog, for example, like uh, there's a blog on cloud security and we haven't been using the exact keyword cloud security, but suddenly uh, we realize that this is the keyword that we should be ranking on on Google. Do we go and change uh, the keyword in the blog in the in an older blog, which has been written like six months earlier? Mm-hmm. So uh, the two ways, one, you can go back and uh, work on, because if it isn't a ranking, chances are your, your, the piece isn't really helpful for the audience or there's something wrong with it. So you can go and change a few, you know, maybe add more content to it or uh, kind of reformat it if needed. Uh, or you can write another blog. You know, I mean, cloud security is the term that you can find another interesting angle around it and write about that. Uh, because um, I always say, like, if you can write more blogs around a high-ranking keyword or at least a keyword that's important for your business. And you're going to, at least one of the pages is going to show up. A lot of companies do that because there are a lot of companies who are, like, introducing something very new. So chances are, they don't have that keyword. No one's searching for those keywords, right? So you want to pick up, uh, you want to take like one keyword and write a bunch of stuff around that keyword. So even if something remotely comes around it, you're going to rank at least one of your pages is going to rank. So yeah, that's that's another very popular technique. Uh, a lot of, especially new companies uh, and new brands, uh, uh, you know, they tend to have that. So it's a good tactic, I would say. Okay. So, so the reason I asked this question was because, um, so I recently started working on SEO, uh, for my blogs, um, and the website as well. And, um, I was worried, you know, if I changed the keywords and if it replace, replace those words with other keywords, then would it affect the ranking for the blogs that are already ranking on, you know, in, on the second page or third page of right. the search engine? Yeah. Right. Uh, I think as long as you don't change the URL, as far as I know, um, then I don't think so much of it changes. But uh, I think if you want a quick fix is, you know, you go back, change a few formatting, add more content to it. It's not going to look, it's anyway not ranking. So it's not going to make a difference anyways, right? Uh, so if you're going to add more content to it, maybe reformat it, uh, you know, maybe that might help. But even a better better technique would be just to write another fresh piece around that, find a new angle, because that way you end up having another blog on the same keyword. So your chances of ranking uh, go up. So I, I think the latter might take a little bit more time, but it's, it tends to be a little more effective. Yeah. Because if you can, you know, you have better chances with two than, you know, with one. So. That was, thanks for that, Abhilash. That's really helpful. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, uh, I have a question for you. Can you provide some tips on writing SEO-friendly blogs? Like, you know, five tips, if you can give me like three to five tips. 
So, yeah, so I think this is where I want to go a little technical uh, for writers out there because it's not a complicated science. It is a very easy one, but it takes a bit of discipline to kind of figure out how to, you know, navigate the, you know, blogging. Because now it's even more competitive than what used to be at least, you know, five, eight years back. So, uh, first of all, as I said, uh, find topics with high uh, search volume and lower median competition. Now, this is a bit technical for people who probably aren't aware of Google Analytics. First of all, I would suggest uh, a lot of the writers, if they know or don't, at least get an idea of Google Analytics, more specifically keyword planner as content marketers or writers it's going to benefit and it is an important tool to uh, have, you know, to train on. So uh, the keyword planner kind of helps you figure out all the keywords, important keywords, and they usually have these two uh, fields, which says search volume and competition. So if there is a topic uh, which is relevant to your brand and you see that it has a high search volume and a low or medium competition, you should definitely go for that keyword. Uh, I'm not saying if uh, it doesn't, if it has a high competition, you shouldn't. But what happens is if the mix is high search volume and lower medium competition, you have a higher chance chance of ranking. So blogging again is, as I said, it's tactical. So the more tactical you are, the more precise you are, you're going to see the results very quickly. And once you see the results, you're going to realize, oh, now it makes sense. So, uh, again, so that that's kind of find that as a as a sweet spot. But again, if you find, if there is a topic as you said, cloud security, if it doesn't rank high, say for your uh, in general, but it is an important keyword for your brand. So write one, write a few around it, because eventually, if someone searches for cloud or security somewhere other your page, uh, your page might pop up. So it's it might be just relevant for them. Right. Uh, focus on formatting. Uh, do not write a. You know, I've seen this in the most expert uh, writers, especially people who get more seasoned in it. They, when you don't format your uh, your your blog, uh, first of all, it clearly shows you don't care. You're like I put something out there, you want to read it, read it, don't read it. I don't care. Don't do that. Focus on formatting. It's important because it shows that, you know, a clean layout really helps the reader to kind of understand uh, what you've written. And also, on a more technical aspect, it actually helps Google spiders, or the crawlers, as you said, to scan your content. So Google is very particular about formatting uh, because the idea is the better the formatting, the more easier it is for the readers to go through it. Because the truth is, for the most part, people do not read entire blogs at the first go. A lot of times they're skimming through. Okay. So if your formatting is good, chances they might skim through and they're like, okay, let me read this one, read this one, read this one. You know, because time is an important asset. And uh, I'm sure even a lot of the writers uh, might have done that. Uh, and if they find like the bits and pieces to be good, chances are they might actually read the blog. So uh, what we have seen is for the most part, people like skimming through the blog. And if they find some, if they find it interesting, they might actually go back and read the whole piece. 
but again, from that's why formatting plays a very important role. Uh, know your H2 tags, know your bullet points, know your H3 tags. Again, when I'm saying H2, H3, anyone who's worked around WordPress should know what H2, H3 are. Uh, if you don't know what WordPress is, I would highly suggest uh, learn about WordPress. It is going to be something that I'll be using a lot of, uh, or at least at some point, uh, some of it. So, but please uh, understand WordPress because that's going to be the starting ground for you if you're starting out as a content writer or marketer. Uh, third, I would say, uh, as I said again, create uh, more than one blog around a high-ranking keyword. So, okay, cloud security uh, might not be a high-ranking keyword, but if there is, say, a high-ranking keyword that you've written about, or for that matter, if there is a blog that's actually ranking high for you, uh, pick that keyword and write a few pieces around those keywords. Because if that's the one that's ranking high, that keyword, that means there is an audience that's searching for that. So uh, write more pieces around those keywords so your brand kind of comes up and, you know, your blog kind of shows up uh, right on page number one. So that's that's something you can you should definitely add on to. Um, but again, to keep it simple and more importantly, uh, write a good piece. That's important. The intention should always be to you know, write a piece that kind of helps your audience. And to do that, you really have to spend more time on research than writing. So a lot of people think that writers actually spend more time on writing, but that's not the truth. Like you and me, we both know. A good piece ends up being a good piece when you actually spend more time researching around it. So, you know, it's usually like a 70-30. The more you research, the better you can write about that topic. And so, and then, you know, at the end, the result is, any people can see the result. You know? So, so spend more time, you know, do the groundwork, uh, do the research part. It might not be the most interesting part, but it is definitely the most important one. So, you know, work on that. And once you see the results coming through, you know, you'll understand why, you know, that is uh, the more, you know, that why, you know, research really goes so true and is, you know, considered in such high regard among writers. So, yeah, spend more time on research uh, than writing. You'll end up writing a very good piece. So those will be my three tips. Thank you. Thank you for that, Avilash. They're really insightful. So how many how many hours do you spend a day on research? Would you say? I would say I wouldn't say hours. Yeah, I would say like because I mean realistically, I wish I could spend hours and hours. <laughs> but we always have more stuff. So the way you get smart is to use your time. If you're spending two hours or one hour, how do you figure out how to research uh, what topics? So that's part. You know, you know, it's like testing it out and it's part experience. So initially, uh, a blog would take me more time because the research would take a lot uh, more time. So uh, you got to get smart with your time and research better. So figure out what's the topic. And everyone has their own way. Uh, you know, my way is essentially um, a very popular way is skyscraping. So it's basically looking at what other people have written and then like going through all of them and figure out how I can add more value to this uh, topic. 
it's a popular way uh, it works for most popular search terms uh, however if you're writing something uh, you know as you mature in your career uh, you will realize uh, that because you get that skill of writing uh, you know like you've already seen someone else written and kind of build it on you will eventually kind of figure out a way to write something and uh, that is yours very much. Yeah. But that comes out of experience because if you write about a topic for so long, you become an expert eventually on it. So uh, that's patience. That's going to come later. But for now, if you're not someone who's an expert on a certain topic, see what other people have written. Um, see what what's ranking on page one. Take those and kind of build it. Uh, build your uh, on it. I'm not saying copy it or you know replicate it, but understand what they've written and kind of give your two cents on it. It might not be the best one, but it's a good exercise to kind of you know hone those skills and become an expert in that field. So, but again, that again requires a lot of research. So yeah, so that's that would be a good way to start and. As you go, you know, as you move forward, get smart about time as well. You know, you know, you can't spend, you won't have the luxury, realistically, to spend hours and hours on research. So be, get smart, figure out your way of how you want to kind of manage your time and do a good research. Okay, so I have another question for you, Abhilash. Uh, so what tools uh, have you used or do you suggest um, should use for keyword research and ranking can you give me some free tools first and then the paid tools i would say the free tool is actually people it's so, actually people <laughs> yeah i would say because here's the thing uh, i did that i mean initially going on what you know uh with a lot of free seo tools but here's the thing you have people who deal directly with, you know, especially customer-facing roles. So you've got salespeople, as I said, product marketers, product managers. Again, those are the people you first you should go and ask them, you know, what are the kind of words and uh, terms thrown around in normal conversations? You might, And they might, you'll be surprised, they might actually give you very specific keywords, which you probably wouldn't find on um, on Google or anywhere. Because, they can give you the kind of terminologies which are realistically used by customers uh, or prospects. And they're probably looking for those uh, kind of products in the market. So I would say, and that's free, you know, going and reaching out to your, uh, someone who deals with sales or someone, the product marketer or the product manager, anywhere customer facing, I would say, go and reach out to them. They're actually free tools and they have a lot of knowledge about what's going um, in the market. A lot of times, a lot of the problems for most customers for a certain brand uh, are the same. You know, I mean, if you take an example, like a, if you have a social media automation software, for example, what do you think most of them are looking for? Is a, at least on a basic level, is something that helps me get my social media posts to all channels. Uh, uh, you know, um, with a, you know, how easily I can do it or quickly I can do it. What's the learning curve on the software? So questions like these, they help you build your campaigns or, or uh, blogs at least. So uh, use, uh, figure out all those terms, 
find those terms and essentially create a repository of these uh, long uh, keywords. They might be a long tail keyword or a short keyword, whatever, but create an entire repository. Uh, then I would say, uh, then, you know, use the tools. Then use your, as I mentioned earlier, Google Google Keyword Planner. Uh, it's a very uh, popular one. Uh, if Google Keyword is not something you want to use, uh, there's another tool that I've been using, uh, Hoot. Uh, it's called Hoot, H-O-O-T. It's a free tool. Um, and uh, it basically... Uh, it essentially takes all the ranking and data from Google keywords. So if you feed in a keyword, it'll give you the search results, uh, volume, competition, all of this stuff. So it's a, it's, it's a, also a good tool, I, but I think uh, most of them are paid versions. I would still suggest use Google Keyword Planner. It is the best tool. There is free tool. Uh, there is, uh, and so again, the job is to find keywords uh, which have high search volume and low and medium competition. So if you can find those, key, you know, then separate those keywords. And uh, those are the kind of keywords uh, then you should be writing on. Uh, I would suggest, again, uh, working with, uh, you know, maybe your manager or maybe uh, your product marketers. Again, I'm talking from a B2B tech company. Um basically anyone who's on the customer facing uh, kind of uh, discuss with them. These are the keywords which are ranking. Uh, Which ones do you want us uh, to prioritize? Like there might be a chance that a lot of times, at least in my experience, I've seen that product marketers have a lot of things going on on the other end of like maybe a feature update or a new, you know, uh, something that's coming up uh, for the brand, maybe an announcement and maybe that keyword or that topic kind of works well, you know, um, with that, you know, so it's about the timing as well. So, so you want to have that uh, kind of uh, discussion and kind of prioritize which topic should go first and which should go up later. That kind of helps you build your calendar as well. So, uh, so th- th- that's something you can definitely do. And speaking of, you know, timing, uh, there's another thing you should always keep in mind that, uh, there are two kinds of uh, blogs you'll always be writing. One would be, I would say, trending. So these are essentially high search volume keywords, but for a very given period of time, you know. And then there are obviously the evergreen uh, keywords, which, you know, will tend to kind of uh, have a very consistent search volume and it's usually high. So uh, pick both of them because trending researchers also have a value uh, in them. Uh, so the ratio that you can always kind of follow is 80-20. 80 would be your evergreen uh, search uh, uh, keywords and then uh, 20 would be your trending uh, keywords. Uh, but with trending, always remember that it has, it's all about timing. So uh, write the, make sure if you're going to go for a trending topic, it should be uh, written and published uh, as you know in in you know in the timely manner that it should, because otherwise it's going to be a lot of effort uh, with no results. So you know if you want to write, so for example, right now we have the Ukraine and Russia war going on. Now it's if you're going to write, and I don't want to be a little insensitive, but if you're going to write something maybe two months after uh, the war has broken, 
you're not going to find a lot of uh, traction to. Maybe it's a topic that is somewhere around the world, or maybe it's a blog you want to write how your brand is helping uh, people in Ukraine, you know, maybe rescue operation, or there's a, you know, there's something you're doing for the community uh, who uh, maybe immigrants that have come to your country and you're helping them out. So stuff like that. But that has to be done in a timely manner because otherwise it's not really helpful to anyone. So I would suggest if you're doing trending, be very particular about the time, a timeline right from the start to the finish. Finish when I mean, I'm not meaning uh, complete the draft, but publish it. So yeah, that, that's kind of uh, the uh, the gist of how would I would say the tools, but also how to use those tools and you know, hopefully create a piece that, uh, you know, you're able to rank on. And it re- I mean, at the end, I hope it helps, uh, you know, your audience because at the end, blogging is, you know, it's again, it's, 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 it's a way to kind of educate and uh, really help your audience. If you get that in your, you know, DNA, you're going to, you're definitely going to rank uh, for everything and you're going to blog on a long-term, you know, it's going to be successful. So, yeah. yeah. I, I would say that would be my two cents. So talking to people, talking to salespeople, any other stakeholders, product marketers, product managers yeah. as well, I guess. Yes. And then using Google Keyword Planner. For yes. Keyword That's, design. yeah. What happens is a lot of people start with Google Keyword Planner and totally forget about this amazing resource that they have within their company. You know, these yes. people they have all the experience. They, they interact with customers on and off. I mean, and that should be your starting point because they have a lot of information and insights that can help you. You know, you're probably not going to find that insight on maybe on a dashboard or something because this is very personal. So the more the more you can get into that, the more relevant your content would be to your audience. And, if you, get, you know, if you hit the sweet spot, then you got to just sit back and relax because those numbers are going to come eventually. I mean, don't sit back and relax, but you know, you're going <laughs> to see the results and basically double down on those uh, results. And then, you know, eventually those topics that you had kept on the side and you really wanted to write about then you can write about it because chances are you'll have a very uh, loyal audience who would be interested to know what you're not going to write next. So uh, they might actually take uh, an interest in it. And also you get a maturity as well after writing so much and what works, what doesn't, that whether this, you know, this topic makes sense or doesn't. So it's kind of part of the whole process of, you know, maturing because, I've noticed when the blog matures, the writer also matures with it. And, you know, it's like growing up and realizing when certain things that you thought were cool aren't actually cool. They're kind of lame. So, uh, you know, so you, you're learning and you're maturing as, you know, in kind of in sync with your blog. And usually that's the way it is. There's no formula to it. It's, you know, you got to try, you got to test. Uh, keep testing, you know, try figuring out what works, what doesn't. But SEO is a very good way of figuring, you know, it's right in front of you. You know, SEO is the best way to, you know, kind of judge that this is probably what's going to work. 
So keep that as the center of everything on, around your blogging strategy. You'll probably, you know, you'll definitely be successful in that. Uh, thank you, Abhilash. Like I've, I've learned a lot today. <laughs> uh, you okay. have, uh, yes. So. yes. <laughs> so I am sure that whatever you said today, uh, this will help me implement SEO better in, in my everyday work. So yeah, that was a really good session, and I'm not, I'm not just saying for the sake of it. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, you know, it comes, whatever has gotten guys, not just writing, but whatever you do, always remember, if you serve, if you have the idea of like, if I'm, if I serve my audience, you know, that mentality, uh, you'll always do, you'll always flourish because people can see when you write something or you produce something, they can see that if it's, you know, if it's BS or not. So if you write with the idea, look, uh, you know, I want to really help you out. They will see that, and they're always going to gravitate towards that. But it has to be very, it has to be that that attitude, and you will flourish. Uh, but if it's all about, hey, how can I get a quick number on here and there? Uh, I've seen that also. Like if you try to have that, like how can I get a quick number on this? How can I get my, you know, MQLs in? What's that? usually doesn't help you know that takes you on a very different path so if you right from the start have a foundation where it's all about serving the audience and making sure whatever you produce is all about the audience not about you you're always you're always gonna succeed sooner or later you're gonna succeed so that has helped me and hopefully that's gonna help people who are just listening to it so they're always gonna yeah not about you, but about the audience. Yeah. <laughs> That's, always, uh, always. <laughs> so thank you so much, Abhilash. Um, so we'll sign off here. This is the Vyartini Rajinder and our guest Abhilash Manan. Um, thank you for today and have a great day all. all right. Thank you so much, Vivia. Have a good one and take care. All right. Nice talking to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.